Welcome to the Teacher Blog Academy podcast, brought to you by Side Hustle Teachers. Hey, hey, and hello. Welcome back to the Teacher Blog Academy podcast, brought to you by Side Hustle Teachers. I am your host, Stacey Ogden, and today we're talking about gift guides. So with the holidays approaching, you may find yourself noticing lots of posts popping up with gift recommendations and wondering if they really boost revenue, and yes, they do, and how you can make one for your own blog. Because here's the thing, a well-done gift guide can be a fantastic way to increase your affiliate income, but... A poorly done gift guide can actually damage the trust you've built up with your audience. So before you go on your virtual shopping spree and start seeing dollar signs in your eyes, let's talk about the right way to put together a gift guide. So before you even start, there are a few things that you need to make sure that you have in place. First, you need to know your audience. Creating a gift guide that actually generates income depends on your understanding of your audience and what they need and want. So before you even start, make sure you have a very clear picture of who they are and why they're coming to your blog. Their preferences are going to play into every decision that you make from which stores you feature to the price range to everything else about the items that you select. So I want you to consider the following questions. How would you describe your ideal audience in one sentence. Here at Teacher Blog Academy, we are all about educators who want to earn passive income through blogging. That's it. That's who I want to help. What is this group of people looking for help with? Well, what are they looking for help with? What is their budget? And it's okay if there's a wide range here. Just be sure that if there is a wide range that you're going to be selecting gifts at all levels and you make sure that you kind of have something that appeals to everyone. Um, And then of course, where do they already shop? If you want to introduce new stores, that's awesome. It's totally doable. But keep in mind that many people will spend their money at places they already know and trust over someplace new, especially when shopping online. So you want to have some, you know, tried and true go-to stores on your list unless you're doing like a feature of one particular store. The other thing, the next thing you want to do is you want to choose a theme for your list. So when you're thinking about your audience, there could be a million things they might want or need. But choose a specific theme to narrow your focus and create a through line for all of your recommendations. And don't worry if your theme isn't a typical one. Normally you'll see, you know, hot gifts for kids or, you know, what every fashionista wants or things like that. When my daughter was young, I would have been thrilled to find a gift guide called Perfect Gift for Little Girls Whose Mom Need to Get Work Done and Need Said Little Girl to Play Quietly by Herself. Sadly, I never found that guy. (laughs) Bummer. But for this part, you want to focus particularly on why your audience comes to you. What is your niche? Are you providing gift suggestions that your readers might want and can forward on to their family and friends? Or are you providing gift ideas that they can purchase for others? So that's another take on things. Is this guide meant to help them discover new creative gifts? Or maybe your guide is to find bargains on tried and true classics. Or maybe you're helping them 
find gifts that they can make themselves and you're recommending where they can buy the materials and tools. So that's a whole other spin on things. A side note here, if you're having trouble with this theme at the start, just put a pin in it and come back once you've found a few products to recommend. You might find a natural theme or one may come to you as you're doing your research, but you can always start with a bigger list and then pare it down once a theme sort of emerges. The next thing you want to do before you even start your guide is to gather your affiliate links. If you have dabbled in affiliate marketing, you probably already have relationships with some stores or brands. Now is the time to review your links and apply to any other programs with products or services you want to recommend. Also, this is very important. Take the time to review the terms of service that are in place with each company so that you don't violate your agreement and lose your affiliate status. For example, Amazon does not allow offline promotion. So if you create a downloadable PDF of your guide, you have to link back to your gift guide post for Amazon products rather than the item itself. So you have to kind of work the system a little bit. If you are going to use affiliate marketing in your everyday blogger life, and honestly, why would you not? I suggest you create a spreadsheet with all of your common affiliate links in it, and it will really streamline the recommendation process and make your life easier. Now let's move on because it's time to start crafting your guide. And the first thing you need to do is start selecting your products. This is the fun part. It's time to go shopping. When you're choosing what to include and what to leave off, you want to be very selective. A list of 10 great, spot-on, you-read-my-mind gift suggestions is better than one of 50 generic ideas. When you're curating your picks, always go back to your theme. If it doesn't fit with your theme or you have to do some you know, mental gymnastics to try to justify how it fits, leave it off. It's not worth wrecking the trust you're building with your audience. Consider why each individual item should be included and remember the golden rule of blogging, value first. Make your recommendations based on the value they provide rather than the commission you can earn. The second thing you wanna do is you wanna either get or make eye-catching graphics. There's a reason that the flyers that come in the mail around the holidays are loaded with beautiful, inspiring, colorful, and fun pictures. Images sell. That's why Target doesn't mind paying the crazy shipping cost of their holiday circular, and Harriet Carter always sends a catalog in November, whether you want it or not. We know that products with quality images sell better. Even the color, type, model, etc., all the things that they show in the image will sell better than the other variations of the same exact product. That's how powerful pictures are. Most affiliate programs will allow you to use their images for promotion as long as you're an, uh, an approved affiliate, but be sure to check your terms of service or you can just email them directly and be like, I just want to make sure this is okay. If it's a product you own, so it's something that you have bought for your own children or for your own self and you've used it and you have one, I also recommend getting some pictures of you and your family actually using it or the outcome of your use. So for something like you don't want to maybe show the entire process, like a 
um, I don't know, hair curler thing and you're not like a, a YouTuber, then maybe you just want to show the end result of using the hair curler thing, whatever. Okay. This puts an even more personal spin on things and it gives you graphics that no one else has. And your audience also knows that you're not just blowing smoke, right? Which is very important. I recommend either a program like PicMonkey or Canva to create your graphics because then, you know, you have it all in one place. If you have a paid membership, they, they host a ton of stuff for you and you get a bunch of like stock stuff that you can use too. So those are great places to start. Now, the next thing is don't forget the text. In a printed guide, text is less important, but since this is a blog post, you need to keep the rules of SEO in mind. Google needs a minimum of 300 words to be able to understand and recommend your post in search results, so don't skip this part. One simple way to add some text is to introduce your post with a bit of how you put it together and why you selected the items you did and what was your process. This can help your audience see that you curated your guide with them in mind, not just any old thing, and it's not just a money grab. Another easy place to add text is to give a brief overview of each item with specific things that you love about it and why you selected that. Explain to your readers why they need this thing and how it will make their lives better. And finally, you just wrap it up with a quick summary at the end and even an invitation to comment with their own favorite little doodad that might fit on this list, which is also a great way to get engagement. Now, before I wrap up, here's another question that I get a lot about this topic, and it is, should I include my own products or services in my gift guide? And the answer is maybe. <laughs> everybody's favorite answer. <laughs> if what you sell fits into your list, your theme, and solves the problem you're trying to solve with this guide, then yes. If not, leave it off. It's not worth turning people off when they get to your product because if it doesn't serve them at the moment and fit with your list, the rest of the list is then tainted with your product pimping. Now, last but definitely not least, Make sure that you are disclosing to your audience that the links you're sharing are affiliate links. You don't have to do anything dramatic or plaster your blog with warning signs, but disclosure is the law, federal law. So um, I have an image in the show notes that's my disclosure, which basically just reads this post may contain affiliate links. To read my full disclosure and privacy statements, please click here. And it takes them to my disclosure and privacy page. If you're going to be using affiliate marketing regularly, which is highly recommended, you should add a disclaimer to every post and just have a clear policy. If you need help with this about creating a policy, I suggest using a pre-made legal template and there's a link to the company that I use for my legal templates in the show notes so that you can just literally plug in your blog information and your bases are covered. They're written by lawyers, which I am not. <laughs> So this, the ones that I bought, a lawyer wrote, which is much better than what I would come up with, which is jargon I heard on Law & Order. All right. Gift guides don't just have to be for December holidays either. Remember, you can create one for any gift giving opportunity. Think Mother's Day, Father's Day, Easter. Easter. That's a word. 
summer birthdays or winter birthdays or, you know, the summer solstice or whatever it is. Anytime people might want to give gifts to each other, you can come up with a list for them. In the past, I've created lists about how I set up my home office, which didn't have a date related to it at all, and books I love and recommend. And I also have a resource page that lives on my site permanently as a constant go-to source for people who are looking for resources to start a blog. My final tip here is to be creative, be selective, and your audience will thank you. Until next time, my friend, happy hustling. Hey, before I go, I'm not sure if I mentioned this or not, but I have a free training available in case you're thinking about blogging as your side hustle or as a complement to a side hustle you already have. You can check it out at sidehustleteachers.com slash profit. In this training, I walk you through my five-step framework for building, growing, and maintaining a profitable blog, even as a busy teacher. Check it out again. It's sidehustleteachers.com forward slash profit.